Hello, everybody. This is Bam. And Beans. And, and it, it is disclaimer, disclaimer time. time. Beans and I are not sex birds. And our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health condition or a serious health problem, we strongly urge you to go to an actual medical physician. And for obvious reasons, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for only the maturest of audiences. Enjoy! Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my friend Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to Here we go, here we go again Call my bluff, I'ma be here till the end I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to If you And this is our Sex Talk Podcast. Where we like to talk about sex. And we highly recommend that you talk about sex with us. We enthusiastically encourage you to talk about sex with us by emailing us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. We aggressively beg you every week to talk about sex with us by also hitting us up on Facebook, where I have a one-hour response time that I have to tell you every week about. Every single week. We have to tell you about the one-hour response time because it is a badge of honor. Listen, it's a very impressive trait of mine at this point, and I really genuinely believe that nobody believes that I get back that quickly. That's because we know you. A lot of people who (laughs) listen to us do know me. Yeah. Yeah, it's because we know you. There are people who listen to this podcast who have texted me in the last two weeks, and I still have yet to respond to them. Yeah. Look, I was just, like, really super glad that I texted you, and then, like, a day later, I texted you again and got a response. Right. Sometimes it's a double text. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the double text. I think everybody just doesn't want to email me because they're like, she preaches communication every week, but she can't get back to her friend. Look, I just assume that uh, no one wants to email us because we have one person continuously emailing us about like very long run on sentences about childcare, And it's like, uh, can we be choosy about the emails we respond to when we don't have any coming in? Listen, I would really like to get to a point where we are choosy. That would be awesome, but that would mean a lot more people would have to start emailing us. And just one, one more person. So, like, if you don't want this to become a Mommy and Me podcast, like, send us some questions and shit. Because it's getting there pretty pretty fucking fast, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's dudes, my dudes. I don't know. This person emailed us like three times now. This is the third time that they've emailed us. And we already, we approached his second email and uh, they still sent us another email kind of along the same lines, but then like 
more in depth about like the childcare stuff. Oh my god! And I'm like, <sighs> so what's really funny about that is that I was unaware about the third email, and that's because we look at the same emails. Yep. So once you look at it, or once I look at it, it goes black for the other person. Yeah. And I am. I literally just opened up this email. There is a lot of slashes. Yeah. Um. And not a whole lot of other punctuation. No. And it's, I, I don't know. Guys, I don't want to have to read this. So. I'm just going to, I'm going to look away. Like, Jax, we love you. We appreciate that you listen to our podcast. But at what point do we just realize that you're spamming us? Like, I can't email you back because I, I haven't tried to email this, this one, but. The, the last two I tried to email back and it came back Mailer Demon. So, what's up? Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a sex talk podcast. Yeah, a lot of our listenership relies on us to talk about sex. And yeah, that does end up kind of delving into relationship issues, which we're totally cool with. And yes, we do both happen to be mothers. But that doesn't, I mean, we're not sex experts. We're definitely not experts in motherhood. No. Like, if anything, um, we've been having sex a lot longer than we've been mothers. So. I call my children crotch goblins. Oh, I don't, yeah. I call them crotch goblins and semen demons. Like, I am not, my, my partner calls them fuck trophies. Not the people to be asking parenting advice from. We're still figuring it out ourselves. I have no idea. Yeah. None. Yeah. So thanks for writing. <clears throat> um, but we have to respectfully decline. And this isn't us being choosy. It's just that's it's not really this not. podcast. It's really not, guys. It's really <laughs> not. That's just, it's not this podcast, you know. Th- this is definitely one of those... Um, we are choosing to not respond because it's not the content we're putting on the podcast. Yeah. And if it were, if it were coming from someone that I could actually have like a conversation back and forth with, uh, it might be different because then I could at least like ask for clarification and get an answer back. And we could like discuss this before Bam and I just start trashing your email on our podcast. Um, that's not the case here. So that's what leads me to believe that you're spamming me. Somehow you're getting off on emailing us these questions. And it's not cool if that's your if that's the case. If it is the case, like email us back with a little bit of clarification with an email address that's like an actual email address that I, I would can reply to. I would say that this is actually a, a Facebook us thing. If you Facebook us, yeah. then we can actually respond to you in a timely fashion. Ask the questions we need to ask and try to actually get clarification. Because as of right now, the email just isn't happening and it's not working because we can't, we cannot respond to you. We cannot try to get back to you. So, yeah, there, it very well be may it it very well may be that there is a lot being lost in translation, like giving you the benefit of a doubt there. But yeah. We've told you what our stance is on it. We've told you how we feel about it. So now the ball's in your court. And on that note, 
Pam, do you have any would you rathers for us? Oh my god, I have so many. Um, <clears throat> it's time for everybody's favorite segment, the would you rather. Bing! Nice. Thanks. I did it by myself because, unfortunately, Beans is having a coughing fit. I just really wanted a drink of water, but I was I was ready to jump in. Uh, I believe I, in you. I had this false confidence, and it just kind of took me through. <laughs> so, beans. Yeah, Ben. Would you rather receive lingerie or dirty toys as a sex gift? Is the lingerie new? The lingerie is new. And the toys are also new. Okay, so you said dirty toys. And um, for some reason, that translated to used in my mind. And I'm like, like... <laughs> What do you mean, dirty? Um, <laughs> Such as, like, new lingerie or dirty toys as in, like, the more aggressive ones, not, like, the very, um, like, the more risque instead of the... Give me uh, some examples. Uh, I feel like a very vanilla one would be, like, a basic dildo. Okay. Um, something that's just kind of plain, something that just sticks to the wall kind of thing. Um, more of battery operated things, ones that have suction and pump motions, vibration, mm. like okay. ribbed, like the, the dirtier side of things. Yeah. So like not the first dildo or the first vibrator you ever purchased. I was going to say, like are we, are we keeping little- it at just solely like insertion toys or... Uh, I would say something just a little bit more advanced than your first purchase. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I would definitely prefer toys over lingerie, I think. Um, because number one, unless you, unless you and I um, have like shared a living space, you don't know my size. Yeah. And if you, we have shared a living space, chances are you still don't know my size. Or you, at the very least, have to ask one or two of my girlfriends, and they don't know my size. So, just to, like, save me from the embarrassment and you from the embarrassment, just get me a toy. Just give me some toys. I love toys. I'm always up for some new bondage equipment. I'm always up for a new bob. Something that we can use together preferably but like if you're just like here go fuck yourself like (laughs) okay (laughs) that's a good one beans (laughs) it's a literal go fuck yourself (laughs) if it's a toy that's typically used solo like what other message are you sending to that person (laughs) here go fuck yourself (laughs) oh my god what about you bam Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm a little bit more pickier on my toys. I am actually kind of like a princess when it comes to it. So I need a specific material. Um, and I also need new cleaning stuff every time I get a toy. So it's actually probably easier to get me lingerie. Okay. But like, what if the lingerie is like, not necessarily your taste? Well, for me, the lingerie isn't for me, though. The lingerie is for the person I'm showing it for. Okay. So when I buy lingerie in my taste, I mean, if I'm buying lingerie to make myself feel sexy, absolutely, I want it in my taste. If I'm buying it 
to be sexy for my partner, I'm going to buy it in something more of their taste because I'm genuinely only wearing it for a short period of time anyways. And it's not like I have to wear this every single day of my life. True. But also that just kind of like drives my point home. Um, I would much prefer a toy because I would definitely get more use out of it instead of something that you're going to see on me for five minutes and then tear off of me. Well, depending on the quality of the lingerie, hopefully I would be able to use it a couple more times. Yeah. Yeah. Not like the wish tear away (laughs) bodysuits that I purchased that were definitely a great fucking purchase. Yeah. $5. I got a couple of them. I was going to say, did they come in bulk? They did come in bulk. I actually got a discount for buying three. Hell yeah. I was like, these are never going to fucking fit. And they were super fucking stretchy. Uh, I accidentally washed one of them and they actually shrunk down to their original size. I was like, what the fuck is this magic? Hell yeah. I was very, I was excited about it, but it was a good buy and it was not my taste, but I was, I was happy with them. Nice. I'm just so picky on my, on my toys. And, and me, not so much. Let's, all right, let's play. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just going to be laughed about that forever. I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> That would be the ultimate power move. Just get me a fucking vibrator and tell me to go fuck myself. We hate Christmas. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Have it be Christmas themed also. Like, Just get you like a candy cane dildo. A Christmas tree butt plug. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Oh my god. Ooh. I guess I'm gonna Google a lot of stuff today. <laughs> All right, beans. Yeah. Would you rather wear lingerie every day or never wear a bra again? Mm. This one is a little bit trickier. It is. Lingerie is a comfortable lingerie in your taste. Yeah. You know, then I'd have to go lingerie because like as I can, I can go braless around the house for a little bit, but man, this shit's heavy. It is. Titties are heavy. And Titties like, are very heavy. They get sweaty under there. Like, yeah. And at least, like, in the bra, like, they're, like, I get usually get them pushed up a little bit and, like, it's more comfortable for me. Yeah. Like, you I'm, I'm more support. supported. I need support. So, as long as that uh, lingerie has support, then I'm good. There's no way I'd be able to go out in fucking public without a fucking bra on. No way. I mean, I wouldn't be upset, you know. It's just like they—they don't hang as high as they used to. Listen, <laughs> save the city, free the titty. It's all I'm saying. It's the campaign I've been trying to push for a while. Nobody's trying to help me. It's just—it's heavy. They're heavy. I'm like all for anybody else wanting to be out there braless in the streets. Like you do, you boo. All power to you. I'll fucking burn your bras alongside you, but I'm not burning mine. Mine are expensive. I cannot do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, this ain't no fucking $25 Victoria's Secret bra, guys. Like, okay, so that was probably how much bras cost at Victoria's Secret the last time I fit in one. Um, I'm sure they're more expensive now, but still. <laughs> that, ju- that just gives you an inflation idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, I I do enjoy 
the support that a bra gives me, and I would not be able to give that up. I hear you on that one. Yeah. So the lingerie, like, in order for it to be perfect podcast land lingerie, it would have to have the support that a bra would. I mean, it could be one of those ribbed lingeries where it has, like, it's very thin, so it's not, like, thick push-up material, but it's still, like, wired and ribbed. Yeah, but they also make lingerie that's, like, a baby doll with a full-on underwire push-up. Oh, yeah. Or corsets. Yeah. Corsets. corsets are definitely a thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Just have a whole, like, just change my, my to- all, like, my whole aesthetic and go, like, 100% dom. I mean, if we have to, that's fine. I get it. I guess so. I support you just like the lingerie does. All right. Well, then you guys are going to have to start paying me to order you around. Like, that's the obvious next step. <laughs> Email us, you son of a bitch. That'll be $25. <laughs> you lazy piece of shit. You haven't emailed us yet? What the fuck is wrong with you? That'll be $10. You, you have displeased me. <gasps> Oop, that's up to 20 <laughs> There's trigger words that just make it more shit. expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what about you? Did you say lingerie or no um, bra? As much as I like no bra, um, they genuinely just like creep underneath my armpits and like I pinch them. And also I don't like when my crouch goblins like lean against me and their tiny little elbows just dig right just perfect. Oh, they're just oh, they're so sharp. It just hurts. It hurts so it much. Hurts so bad. I'm, I have so many little bruises on both of my titties. Just teeny tiny little bruises all over. It looks like I've been pinched a hundred times. So I would definitely go lingerie. I have actually ventured into bralettes recently. Um, So I've been wearing like bralettes with a little like mildly see-through shirt. Mm -hmm. I've been doing like a more laid back less push-up bra kind of thing. I think once I turned 30, I was like, you know, these are the clothes that I've always wanted to wear and I've never had the confidence to do it. And I lost some weight. So now I feel a little bit more confident. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I've, I've been feeling a little bit, you know, sexier on, on myself. So. Nice. I yeah. agree. Oh, thanks. And those are, what'd you rather's? Was that two? Yeah, that was two. Okay. Like, because you said you had so many. Well, I do have a lot, but we have to extend it. Okay. Unless you want one more. I mean, I do. Or do I? No, I don't want one. I don't want one more. I don't want one more. Well, I, think, even- <laughs> I think you want one more. This one's fun. I think this one's fun. It's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be so bad. <laughs> Beans. Would okay. you rather kiss your ex or your mortal enemy? Fuck. <laughs> um, which ex? The worst one. I was gonna say, can I pick the ex? You can pick three, but one of them has to be genuinely like punch <laughs> in the face of all. I mean, that's great because I think I only have three exes. That works really well for this experiment. Then you can pick three, and we're gonna put them on like one of those cute little like spin boards that you put in the middle of your table, and we're just gonna spin them. And blindfold you, and then whoever lands in front of you, that's the ex you gotta kiss. Yeah, because, like, out of the guys that I technically dated, um, 
There's the guy I dated throughout high school. Um, that was, you know, an adult. Uh, and then there was the guy that I dated very briefly when I was in college. It was very brief. Um, well, I dated another guy before the guy in high school. So I dated two guys in high school. One of them was off and on. So four. There are four guys that I dated um, that are still living. Uh, because after the guy in college, I dated my husband. And then um, after him, I dated another guy that ended up being uh, very uh, uh, manipulative. Mm -hmm. and uh and then uh my current partner who i well who is technically my ex because we dated and then we broke up and then we dated again can i can i just kiss him he's my ex that works right no he's out i think i would still kiss one of my exes considering um who i i still after however long it's been consider my mortal enemy like i would still kiss one of my exes Hands down. What about you, Bam? I don't really think I have a mortal enemy, though. Look at me. We both do. You know exactly. You know exactly who. Is it the same person? I mean, the person that you had a restraining order against? Um, you know, then I would have to kiss one of my exes if that's my mortal enemy. I was gonna say, like, would you kiss them instead of your exes? No. If that's my, if you genuinely think that is my mortal enemy, then no, I would have to kiss one of my exes. I mean, just imagining, um, this is terrible podcasting because not many people know exactly what we're talking about, but, uh, this person harassed you. Like you, you genuinely received a true blue restraining order against this person because they were harassing you. They were harassing me. They were harassing the people around us. They were, you know, like uh popping tires on people's vehicles and trying to make it so that we couldn't go to certain places and like live our lives it was insane they were showing up to my job constantly yeah they were getting like they were getting phone numbers of people that i would have never given them phone numbers for like yeah like people, it was, it was not people good. in our lives they were talking to them and like saying that they were concerned for us and for our well-being and it's like you yeah big ew ew so yeah yeah i guess that's a very fair point i guess i don't think of them as like a person so i guess the term mortal enemy oh okay yeah wouldn't be fair because they're not like a real person to me but like if you had to choose a mortal enemy like i guess that would be like the closest to a mortal enemy that i have yeah and now would you kiss them or would you kiss one of your exes I would rather shoot myself in the head, but that's not an option. <laughs> that's not an option. So that's not an option, ma'am. Listen, it's my fucking one. It's my would you rather, and nope. I can do what I fucking want. Nope, you have to pick one. Fine, I'll pick one, but only if you don't do that awful Yahoo thing at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> no dice. I got a good one this week. No. Okay, yeah, I'd kiss one of my exes. All right, cool. Cool. Do cool, I get cool, to pick cool. the ex? <laughs> no. <laughs> because your current partner is also your ex so no i wasn't even gonna pick them because <laughs> i knew that wasn't an option <laughs> uh, well those are my would you rathers 
Amazing. Yay. That last one just uh, mildly traumatized me. That's all. I'm sorry about the mild traumatization. That's okay. <laughs> um, I got some fetishes for us. And none of them are softballs. Uh, none of them are the Make-A-Wish softballs. I'm sorry. But they're kind of cool. It's okay. I trained my whole year and a half for this. I got this. So, like, the three fetishes that I have today are, like, sub-fetishes. So, like, not, like, submissive fetishes, but, like, they are a specific type of fetish within an umbrella of fetishes. Okay. So, the first two are a form of zoophilia. So, it's going to have to deal with some sort of, like, living creatures, whether it be, like, animals or whatever. Not human. Yes. Okay. Uh, So, the first one is colonophilia. C-H-E-L. O-N-A-P-H-I-L-I-A. Colonophilia. Colonophilia. I think I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. I'm pretty sure it's colonophilia. Colonophilia? I couldn't find a Google to pronounce it for me. Well. <laughs> I tried. Okay. Um, and it's a subcategory. Yeah, so it's a form of zoophilia. Colonophilia. Steven's fucking up words again. <laughs> Juliana Philia. <laughs> fucking Steven. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. my fucking uh if I ever do a like pen name for an autobiography, uh, that's gonna be my pen Juliana name. Juliana Philia. Juliana Philia. Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> Can you spell it one more time? C H E L O N A. P-H-I-L-I-A. Chilonophilia. Colonophilia. I'm sorry. It's It makes a K sound. I know that for sure. It's just the spelling alone makes me feel like chameleon. So That's I'm not a terrible guess. So, it, but then like when you think chameleon, you think of like... Chameleon? Yeah, chameleons. Chameleon. Um, chameleon. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm also thinking of something that is camouflage could be so i would like to say that this is the fetish to sneaky animals okay it is the sexual arousal from turtles so close turtles are extremely sneaky (laughs) they're slow but sneaky (laughs) uh they are very camouflage e and fantastic about it for sure. That's like one of their traits. It's on their resume. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that uh, Sneaky was on the turtle's resume. but I'm sorry. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ever seen it? Read a book, Beans. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, the girls have a book on turtles and nowhere in it does it say they're sneaky. It says that they have a shell, they can hide inside, some turtles swim, and they like to sit out in the sun. Yeah, that is the preschool edition. You need to get <laughs> a real adult book on fucking turtles. Maybe I'll just... Are turtles sneaky? Dude, literally. Well, that is definitely not it. Dude, turtles are so sneaky that they make what's called a decoy nest. Like, That's rad. We should make a, per- a turtle podcast. About them being sneaky? <laughs> Listen, that's a different podcast at a different time. Okay, A different podcast for a different time. 
Uh, the next one is formicophilia. Formicophilia. That's exactly how it's spelled. F-O-R-M-I-C-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. Formicophilia. Once again, it's a form of zoophilia. Yes. Huh. This one is just a little bit trickier. Honestly, I had to search our podcast notes three times for this one because I swore we did it already, but we did not. Hmm. Like, there's not even really a like a Latin word I could pretend to break down. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm like, so it's like, here's the base word. <laughs> and it's always <laughs> fucking wrong. Um, it's a form of zoophilia, formicophilia. Just say the first thing that pops in your head. Maybe that'll help. Three, two, one, go. Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, well, it doesn't have anything to do with dinosaurs. Uh, Maybe lizards? No. No. It's either that or big cats. Those are the two things I got. No. Formicophilia is a sexual interest in being crawled upon or nibbled by insects, such as ants or other small creatures. Why would you even bring this up? Like, what? What kind of fucking nightmare? Feel? We even podcast Look, at I night. I am running out of fetishes, okay? I'm running out. I will I literally never sleep. I'm never going to fucking sleep again. Okay, well, I still have one more. Well, fuck me for this. This next one is a partialism. So, uh, once again, it is part of a broader range of fetishes. Axolism, also known as... So, so <laughs> I wrote this out phonetically yesterday, and I already forgot. <laughs> Mescal, mescal, mescali, mescal, nope, mescalignia, mescalignia, mescalignia. So, axolism, also known as mescalignia, and I will spell both of those for you. Axilism, A-X-I-L-L-I-S-M, Masculignia, M-A-S-C-H-A-L-A-G-N-I-A. What are you thinking, Bam? Masculine lasagna. (laughs) Is Is that one of the things it said? No, it's like when you were spelling it, I was just like... That's all I can fucking think of because the word, like the word masculine, kept coming into my head. And then once you go Cligna, I'm like, lasagna? (laughs) (laughs) Masculine lasagna is the only thing I can fucking take away from that. Le lasagna. Uh, La la lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) So, any guesses? Um, Partialism is a fetish. That is like a specific body part. So, axillism is the arousal. I would to say then to like the bicep so or the f- or the forearm. No, go up to your pecs. In between there, your sternum. It's your armpit. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> axillism <laughs> is a partialism in which an individual is sexually attracted to the. I'm going to say this wrong. Exile the armpits. And that's our fetishes for today. I'm sticking with masculine lasagna, okay? Look, I worked so hard 
to get those, those three good. fetishes today. No, those were good ones. Oh, man. I think that is genuinely like the hardest my brain has worked on them, though, because I've been giving softball. Like, I've been given at least one softball for so long. Oh, you've been getting soft. Um, but well, I've been pampered is what it is. <laughs> um, and you gave me the like the false hope of being smart. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, <laughs> and this week you just tore it all down. So. Well, and now we've got something to build back up for next week. Listen, I felt very confident on the masculine sneaky... lasagna. No, not that one. Not at all. <laughs> um, but if that's not going to be a fucking t-shirt, I don't know what is. I felt pretty good about the the chameleon philia. Yeah, the sneaky animals, the turtles. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess if I thought about it like a little bit longer, I probably would have. If I went more color wise than I did, like color changing then mm. i probably would have been able to at least get a little bit closer like you were close yeah man that latin <laughs> that latin learning is really helping me out with these let's just get on duolingo <laughs> <laughs> so i was thinking about for this week like i know that we go through all of these fetishes and i know i know that it's fun to come across new ones and butcher how to say the names of them and kind of joke about it. But I don't ever want to come across like uh, judgmental and I, and or insensitive. Yeah. And kind of uh, a way for me to just kind of like reach out and be like, Hey, by the way, yeah, it's just for laughs. But like, if this is something that you have, like all power to you is I wanted to talk about sexual fantasies today. Yay! Uh, I found an article on Psychology Today, and it's titled Four Uncommon Sexual Fantasies and What They Mean. This is written by a Justin J. LeMiller. He's a PhD, so he is a sex expert. He's written multiple books on the subject, and it's just a short little thing. I'm not going to go through the introduction. I'll make sure to link this article in the description so that you guys can go through it and read it. There's some good stuff attached to it, links and all that, so make sure you check it out. Basically, he asked more than 4,000 people to describe their biggest sexual fantasy of all time in their own words. Most of the fantasies that emerged weren't particularly surprising to him, and they focused on things like threesomes, BDSM, and adding novelty and variety into one's sex life, such as experimenting with sex toys or trying a new position. However, there were some rare desires that stuck out because they just aren't things you hear about every day. Even if you're someone like him who happens to study sex for a living. So here's a look at four of the more uncommon sexual fantasies that he came across in a survey. Number one, the human cow. One woman said that her fantasy was to effectively be turned into a cow. Specifically, she described wanting to be force-fed hormones so that her breasts would swell and she would lactate continuously. In her fantasy, she is tied up in the center of town where people can come and use her as a human milk machine and have sex with her at will. Out of thousands of fantasies I received, there was only one like this. However, I later discovered that there is a whole porn genre devoted to women with cow's bodies who get milked. In fact, a quick search on Pornhub yields over 1,500 hits for human cow. So what does this fantasy mean? 
Well, it obviously contains elements of bondage and submission, so it would fall under the general umbrella of BDSM. However, it also has a very fetishistic element to it with the emphasis on pumping and drinking breast milk. So that's interesting. I would say that there might be a little bit of humiliation in there also. Um, I mean, with the town square specifically, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I'm not a sex expert. <laughs> Neither am I. And we don't play one on TV. Boy, but that would be a good job, though. That would be a great job. That would be fun. Number two, the human doll. One woman described her favorite fantasy as being turned into an inanimate doll, one that sits in her own bedroom and is forced to watch while her husband has sex with a very attractive woman. The doll is turned on by the experience and wants to touch herself, but is physically unable to move. Aside from the doll angle, this fantasy shares a lot in common with a fairly popular fantasy known as cuckolding, in which someone, usually a man, watches his partner have sex with someone else. Cuckolding fantasies, uh, one form of consensual non-monogamy, often have a BDSM component in which the watcher or observer takes on a submissive, voyeuristic role and is sometimes humiliated in the process. So, yeah, definitely puckolding, definitely voyeuristic. And the, the, the BDSM component, uh, I think, is also with, like, not being able to move. I would like, definitely say that for sure. I mean, the idea of wanting to but not being able to or not being allowed to move. Yeah, like having that... Uh, sexual desire and not being permitted to or being able to like act on it for sure is like one of the key elements of of bondage so yeah uh number three getting eaten alive oh my goodness a couple of participants described their favorite fantasy as vor which refers to the desire to be literally eaten alive by a very large creature for example, one man talked about wanting to be rolled around in the mouth of a monster and sucked on like a piece of candy. He is then swallowed and struggles for a while to get out of the monster's stomach. However, he is unsuccessful and is ultimately digested. This fantasy is yet another variant of BDSM in which a creature or monster completely dominates a person by eating them and uh, apparently has a death wish. I, I think that Vor is one of the fetishes that I, I struggle to understand a little bit more because of, like, just the the being consumed part of it. Like, that is a part of yourself that that person is taking and you're not going to get back. And even just saying that, I get it now. Okay, just I th maybe I just needed to talk it out. I get it now. I mean, yeah, the way I would think of Vor is that... It's the ultimate giving yourself to somebody because it's not just like, oh, I love you so much or I'm here for you. Like, it's not like an emotional. It's not. It, it's a genuine physical giving yourself. Yep. My body is yours to do with whatever would please you the most. Yeah. Okay. And then number four is being taken over by tentacles. Six of my participants said their biggest sex fantasy involved tentacles in some way. For example, one person said she wanted to have sex with an octopus, while another talked about wanting to be taken advantage of by an alien or plant that has tentacles. In all of these cases, the individual talked about wanting to be penetrated by multiple tentacles simultaneously and sometimes become impregnated by the creature. Again, there is a domination-submission component here. 
But these fantasies have some other interesting features too. For example, there's a parallel to group sex fantasies here in that the person is being pleasured by multiple appendages simultaneously. These people described an overwhelming amount of physical stimulation akin to one might experience as the center of attention in an orgy. In addition, at least for women, there's sometimes a pregnancy fetish that goes along with tentacle fantasies. What these fantasies tell us? So, for one thing, a lot of uncommon sexual desires actually appear to be variations on popular themes, like BDSM, group sex, non-monogamy, and novelty. However, the other major take-home message here is that humans are endlessly inventive and imaginative sexual beings. There's a lot of flexibility in how we can mentally satisfy our sexual desires. And that's the end of it. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. So I like that it's like, here are some, like, out there sexual fantasies, something that someone may be embarrassed to, like, own up to having, but, like, totally understandable, like, fucking notions of, like, dude, you've got a wild imagination. That's, like, these are the things behind it that you're ultimately desiring, but with, like, an imaginative twist on it. I think um, for me personally, when I can't understand what might drive somebody to feel that certain way, whether it just be like on a day-to-day basis or even like in a sexual drive, if you use a different analogy. So the idea that each one of these is like a subcategory, like we were doing earlier today with our fetishes, is like everything is technically a subcategory of one big group you just kind of have to find where you lie in that group. And majority of the time, there are other people who are definitely feeling that way. And like you said, some people may be embarrassed to even be able to say it because I'm not going to lie. If somebody comes up to me and goes, I have a foot fetish, I'll be like, not for me, my dude. Yeah. It does not mean that I am saying absolutely not. You're fucking disgusting. It's that particular thing does not drive me. But we are not here to yuck anybody's yum. Absolutely not. Unless it's children. Yeah, that's where we draw the line. Then you are dead to us. And we hope you're dead in real life. I will say, there is a line that, like, once it is crossed, you're, f- you're, it, you're done. You, you, be, you are a predator. You are a monster. And that is acting upon your sexual urges to advance yourself on a child it's just the fact that there are people out there in this day and age that have those they they have that fetish you know they have those fetishes they have those fantasies and a empathetic caring decent human being would understand that that's not healthy And that any sort of fetish that requires you to force your will onto someone else that is not consenting or not of age to consent, that's that's not okay. In any way, shape, or form whatsoever at all. Period. Period. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But other than that, I think that everybody else's fetishes can definitely, whereas some people may not understand or may not agree that's just not their thing. 
that doesn't mean that your fetish or your sexual arousal to something, it shouldn't be demonized. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that are not for me, but it's for you. And that's fine. That's great. I mean, our podcast is literally about acceptance and about hearing about your fantasies and your fetishes and that kind of stuff. We want to hear that kind of stuff because we want to see the other side of things. Beans and I are very similar in a lot of the things that we have. That's how we've connected over time. That's why it's so easy for her and I to actually just sit here and talk about it. That's why things are just very easy and flowy for us. We need more people to kind of explain to us like, well, this is why I feel this way. And also, this is how I got into it. I'm always curious as to what did you experiment with? And then you realize it's actually this instead of that. Like, experimentation is always like the base of finding your fetishes, I feel, or your kinks or all of that stuff. Like, what did you experiment with? How did you come to the things that you found out that you liked? That's what I want to know. For sure. Absolutely. I was very nearly choked to death in middle school. And now 20 years later, I've got a choking kink. Oh, that's pretty much mine too. True story. It just wasn't middle school. It was high school. Yeah. Oh, this was uh, sixth grade. I was being terrorized by a girl in my class. And uh, she caught me in a hallway, like deserted hallway, and had both hands around my throat. And uh, if my social studies teacher hadn't, like, walked past that hallway when she did, she could have fucking killed me. Holy fuck. Yeah. She got expelled. But <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes uh, kinks and fetishes, they uh, develop out of trauma. Yeah. Could that, you know. That's that's a real fucking thing too. Yeah, you know I mean, I've got I've got daddy issues, so that definitely explains why I'm submissive. <laughs> uh, we've gone over those always, scenes. Always wanting daddy's approval. You are a bratty submissive. Okay. I mean that's because I'm the youngest child. Well, yes, yeah, but you you are a bratty sub. It's like, I want you to do this. Make me. It's like, no, bitch. I told you you're supposed to do it. You're not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't have to make you. Just do it. Yeah. I'm always going after older men. That's because you're attracted to not having to do a whole lot of work and then still getting paid out at the end of the day when they die. <laughs> not that old shit, dude. I would like them to be on their deathbed. Fuck. I want to be there for your last moments to let you know you were loved. And also I want the house. And I'm sorry that your children are older than I am, but they're not getting the trust fund. <laughs> oh God. Well, um, that was, that was our, uh, article segment for the day. Bam. Are you going to start our new segment? Yes. <laughs> our Kama Sutra corner. Yay! Um, so Beans and I decided after speaking about the Kama Sutra uh, sex positions, um, it has been a little difficult to find a good website that we liked, um, considering that there are so many different kinds of Kama Sutra names for things, such as like there's one name 
for a position, but then there's also that name in a different website. It's very difficult. We decided we picked this one website. We're going to go with this website. We will be linking it in our show notes. So then you can also follow along with us. So Kama Sutra Corner week number one. Woo! Uh, Bandolier. B-A-N-D-O-L-E-E-R. Bandolier. The difficulty level on the bandolier is easy. The special features to this position is that there's a deep penetration. And just for sake of the way that everything is worded, um, I will say that when we say woman or man, it is more of a submissive, dominant role. The, the, the penetratee and the penetrator. Yeah. So, um, again, just for the way that it's worded, um, we hope that nobody is offended by the wording. Not my wording. Just the easiest way to do it. Um, well, the penetratee or woman lies on their... I'll just, I'll just say penetratee or penetrator for this one. Well, the penetratee lies on their back and lifts both knees up towards their chest. The penetrator kneels facing them. They, the penetratee, can then rest their feet on the penetrator's chest while the penetrator places their forearms on both the penetratee's knees. The penetratee can then grab the penetrator's thighs and pull them closer for a deeper penetration. The more the penetrator presses down on the penetratee's knees, the greater the pleasure for the penetratee. A relatively simple sex position, which doesn't require too much flexibility. So primarily the person laying on their back just takes their knees and brings them closer to their chest slash face and puts their butt in the genital region of the person who's pretty much kneeling. And then the person who's lying down puts their feet on the other person's chest. And then you kind of just, if you're the penetrator, kind of just cross your arms a little bit, grab the opposite sides of the legs, and just kind of rock into that one. Nice. Don't forget. Sorry, go on. Last sentence is, don't forget to stock up on condoms. Definitely an ad ad placement. Yep. But I just like that extra sensitive condoms are specially designed for a feel barely there that you can both enjoy. Yeah. I just like that it said, don't forget to stack up on condoms. That was exciting. (laughs) Okay. Sure, it's an ad placement, but it was a good place to put it. (laughs) You know what time it is now, Bam? Uh, It's my least favorite segment that you've ever invented. (laughs) It's time for a cringe-soaked Yahoo questions that will crush your faith in humanity. I'm good. Let's go. Will my parents catch an STI if they eat a cucumber I masturbated with? I felt sexually aroused a few days back, so I needed something I could use. And I found a cucumber in downstairs fridge. I was scared my parent would question the disappearance of the cucumber, so I decided to put it back. A few hours later, they ate the cucumber. Can they catch an STI? My first question is, do you have an STI that they could catch from you? It was just a lot of words to process. (laughs) 
my immediate reaction is like, well, do you have an STI that you could give them? Uh, that's absolutely my first question. I would, what STI do you have? Because that will answer our question. My second one is, why would you put the cucumber back? Why wouldn't you just tell them you ate the fucking cucumber? Right. <laughs> why would you just say, I ate it? <laughs> like you're going to get in trouble for eating a fucking cucumber? Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so concerned about, there's so many things. I Using a cucumber, I... I personally do not condone because there's no stopper. It's not a safe thing to use for penetration. It's uh, not it's sanitary. Like, it's not sanitary. It it's very porous. much. It very much could have you know broken or slipped or you know it, then it would be stuck in you. That would be awful. Let's go back to the STI part of this whole thing. This is going to bug me forever. I will never sleep tonight. What STI could you have that would be transmitted by cucumber let's just this is the question now i feel like i have to google can you catch an sti from a cucumber i my google search it like whoever my fbi agent is fucking hates me <laughs> like well there's also other factors to consider how long was it in the fridge after this person used it and before their parents ate it because like you know uh, and how cold was the refrigerator? Because uh, typical refrigerators don't really go above 40 degrees Fahrenheit for um, purposes of not wanting to grow bacteria. So we would need to know if certain sexually transmitted infections are, like, a lot of them, they die on the surface, right? The big ones that can linger are what, AIDS, HIV? Um, HIV, like anything that is transmitted via fluids. But I mean, like, if it's not being transmitted, like, immediately, like, how long can it survive in the fluids outside of the warmth of your body type? Like, these are the questions we need to be asking. Okay, so... Viral STDs such as hepatitis, HPV, HIV, and herpes can live outside of the body on surfaces anywhere from a few seconds to up to a few weeks. Cool. So, so far, yes. <laughs> Viruses cannot live very long outside the human body, so are unlikely to stay on surfaces. Example, viral STDs include hepatitis B, spread by vaginal, anal, or oral sex without a condom or the other barrier method, or by sharing infected needles. So. Depending on the STI in question living outside of the body, it's more unlikely. Well, like you wouldn't at least rinse it off before I you think, put it back. I think the fucking problem is that they did not rinse it off before putting it back. Oh. And that's why they're so goddamn worried about their parents catching whatever STI they have. And they put an unprotected cucumber inside them. We just need to start with the fact that they put the fucking cucumber back, okay? Just say you ate the fucking cucumber and throw it away. Yeah. So we are halfway through this article, by the way. Oh, thank God. I imagine they're just going to keep getting worse. I, I hope, for the sake of everybody else's sanity, I have enough control ooh. of elite reboots. Don't, don't ooh me. I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy when you ooh Next week's me. question gets biblical. Oh, fuck off. Oh, so tune in next week for another cringe-soaked Yahoo question about sex that'll crush your faith in humanity. 
Um, I think that if we can get at least five emails this week, hey, I will. I, I will allow Beans to post my video reaction to next week's Crin Soap question. Are you kidding? If we get five emails, there's no way I'd have time to do a cringe soaked Yahoo question. Oh, I'll put the well, challenge I mean, out there. Listen, you you got two options here. You can either skip the question, or you can have Beans post me reacting to the question because I'm sure Beans loves my stupid face every fucking time she does these. I mean, I love your face always. Yeah, but I'm doing a lot of eye twitching, so. <laughs> It hurts. It all hurts. So yeah, uh, email us your questions, your comments, your concerns, just your general opinions. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is bamnbeans at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Facebook where I'm just going to keep telling you about my amazing response time. Also, just remember that your emails can be anonymous if you'd like. So... If you thought about emailing us before, but you want to remain anonymous, just remember, give us your whatever fucking alias you want us to use, or we'll make one up for you. It might suck, but you will be anonymous. Just let us know that you care. We love you. So much. So, so much. Until next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Gargly robot is gone. Yay. Robot frog. Bye. Bye. Bye, robot frog. I've been working on a podcast, but I hope it's good.